Hey everyone and welcome to episode 28 of the Red Card Report podcast. As always, I am here with Rui Pereira and Joe Capuano. We have a good show for you guys today. We're going to be talking about the transfers in La Liga over the last couple of months. Last episode we had talked about Serie A transfers. This week we've got La Liga. But before we get started on all that, I'm going to send it on over the boys. How you guys doing? Doing great. Great, man. Yeah? How are you? Uh, I'm doing very well after you cooked us that, that nice meal for us. Yeah, you guys yeah I was like going to say, you full? Because I'm full. I'm stuffed. I might just like pass out halfway through this podcast. Not Good sauce, lie. really. No, really. I mean that. Good sauce. Hey, man. Not bad from a Portuguese guy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's better than the food up in Torino, no? Yeah, I knew that. That was coming. <laughs> Some nice pasta, yeah. grilled salmon, corn on the cob. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to we eat a, a little salad thing, but okay. that's a little okay. espresso at the end. and That really ties a meal together, honestly, yeah, having you a coffee can't, at the end. You can't have a great meal, right, and, you like, and, like, and miss out on coffee. You just can't exactly. do that, especially a good espresso. Yeah. And then the worst thing ever to happen is when you have a shit espresso after a great meal, mm-hmm. and that's it. Your Ruined meal's it. like ruined completely. No, Complete. I, I'm in 100%. I agree. And then what's great after a nice espresso, after a nice meal, a Negroni to digest. And you know what, Joe? These are pretty damn yeah, good. pretty good. These are pretty damn good. I like it. You did a good job. Not for me. Not a fan. No. A little it's too okay. They're a little bitter. Yeah. But a great digestivo. But unfortunately, we're not going to be covering Serie A. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but what would be a Spanish drink? I don't even know what. I couldn't tell you, man. So should Spanish we be drinking wine. A Spanish wine. Yeah, we should have. Like a rojo. No. Yeah, a rojo. <laughs> Maybe next time. Stick, next time we'll stick pick to like Italian. Big we'll guy. pick. <laughs> we'll pick a French wine if we do the French transfers. Yeah, we're, that, I, that's not going to happen. Anyway, what about England? Like, what if we do England? Until we have George on the show. Oh, right. When we do the EPL transfers, we'll have Rui make us some fish and chips. Hey, that's a good idea. George is gonna George is gonna be all upset, man. We're gonna miss uh, like miss out on the French league, and yeah, we're gonna totally skip over it. Yeah, can't miss out on Lyon. Sorry, Lyon. George. I, I don't know. Lyon's the club of France. <laughs> anyway, all right, all right. We'll get we to the French yeah. league eventually, but for right now, we're gonna be talking about La Liga, as I said before, and um, really just gonna stick to the three big clubs: Real Madrid, Barcelona. And Atletico Madrid. Mm-hmm. We might as well just start off with uh, with Real Madrid. I think the biggest signing, probably of this transfer window since the season ended, has been for Real Madrid, and that has been Eden Hazard. I don't know him. Twenty eight years old, obviously coming from Chelsea and Manchester, uh, and Real Madrid bought him for hundred million euros. I've never heard of this player before. So, in my life. That's a steal. Yeah, a hundred million euros for a guy like Eden Hazard. Well, I don't know. Tell me about him, Rui. I don't know much about him. Everyone knows about him. Joe, if you don't know about him, get off no, the I, show right I, now. I know about him. I don't All right, know. No, uh, seriously, though. 100 million euros is an absolute steal for this guy. I mean, think even about at 28? Place. Even at 28. Ronaldo went out at 33. No, at 28 years old, you st- he still has another four, four years. years. I want to say, like, four and that years guy's of in Tim Green in his prime. Yeah, players, they don't age or they age a lot better now than they used to yeah so he can be at you know 32 years old and still be at his you know it's one thing like at his peak it's one thing like with superstars like Ronaldo Messi players like Hazard uh, De Bruyne like those players are going to last a lot longer their peak is going to they're you know it's so much 
they have so much more durability mm-hmm. and that's what makes them great and they're going to be great until, you know, 32, I want to say, is like the age where people just start They'll to... slow down a little bit. Slow down. Back in the mm-hmm. day, that's that was like the year where they were just like really dipping down, slowing down in speed. But today, the game is totally different. Everything's more... The technology, the, the sophistication behind it. Physical and, training's different. And everything better. is just incredible. People at 32 yeah. years old are just running. Look at Ronaldo. 32 is the new 28. Look, look yeah. at Ronaldo in the World Cup. He broke the, the, the fastest sprint ever recorded. Yeah. I don't know if it's FIFA or UEFA or whatever or all time, but you know what? It was like 34 kilometers. Yeah, Which fast. is incredible. Well, and speaking of Ronaldo, I think this is such a great signing for Real Madrid because they were missing that left wing presence you know now that Ronaldo moved on to Juventus so big shoes to fill big shoes to fill but he'll contribute massively but in a different way right definitely a big positive for Real Madrid who really lacked that that big superstar that they've had for the the past 10 years under Ronaldo supposed to be Bale it was supposed to be Bale yeah Mm -hmm. and that guy turned into a disaster I mean he's still I think Bale's still a great player but you know things just aren't working out and unfortunately Real Madrid looks like they're going to be stuck with him for a while because his transfer his transfer fee is going to be ridiculous still. You think? Even despite like his poor season. Maybe not maybe not crazy. Maybe not 100 million euros. Probably definitely not. But it's his wages that his wages will, that come that along with it. It's just away. ridiculous. No one wants to pay that money and yeah. what other team can really pay uh, can really afford it? Maybe Manchester United. I don't know. Yeah, That's just, I, that I, I want to say Manchester United or China. I don't know. Right. That would pay him the wage yeah. that he wants. That's a that those are the only two things that or two places that I feel like he could even so potentially yeah, as, go. That's right now looks yeah. like he's he's staying there and no one else can Outside of Manchester United, I'm sure Tottenham would love to have him back, oh, but I bet they can't PSG afford it. PSG could afford him, but they don't. Uh, they're not. I don't think that they're in the running for a winger like Bale. So no. they could afford him, but they don't need him. No, yeah. and you know I think they would rather invest in someone like Coutinho, who's a lot cheaper in wages than yeah. Bale. And you know there's there's been some ongoing rumors, a swap for Coutinho and cash for Neymar. We'll get to that. We'll get to that after. But another thing I really want to catch up on is just like the right, the other players that that Real Madrid have have been able to to bring in. Um, they're really investing in the fu- in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, players like Jovic, they brought him in for sixty five million from Frankfurt, Militão from Porto, Rodrigo from Santos, Mendy from Lyon. All young players, and all those players uh, that they brought in, they're going to take over for. Yep, they're going to take spots. over the players that are already up there in age that have yep. been on the team for a long time, and it's like amazing to see that like how fast Real Madrid can just make things work and just invest in the future just like that. Yeah, it's def- they're, they're definitely picking all the spots that they see those weaknesses in 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 those players. You know, like Mendy being a left back, they're already looking at Marcelo. You know, walking out the door because he's. Let's be honest, he's past his prime. So they they bought Mendy. All these players are within their young 20s or teenagers, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're basically just trying to rejuvenate every level of the field. 
Yep, because so Hazard's a left wing, Jovic is a striker, Militao center back, Rodrigo center mid, and Mendy at the left back position. So literally covering every every level of the field, and they're also perfect fits to replace some of the veterans that will most likely be either retiring or leaving the clubs uh, leaving the club within the next one or two years. Obviously Hazard taking over for Ronaldo, right? Jovic most likely the best replacement for Benzema. Benzema. Uh, Millie Town for Sergio Ramos. Rodrigo most likely will either cover for Cruz or most likely um, Modric, mm-hmm. yeah. who, who yep. might not be with the club for too much longer. And, uh, and of course, like you guys had mentioned earlier, uh, Mendy for Marcelo. Yeah, it's great how they've been able to do it. And also sell players that they don't even, like, they don't even need anymore. Yeah, they sold Ronaldo about 117 million euros or whatever it was. They want to go in a different direction. But, you know, they're able to, like, sell off Llorente. Ceballos is on his way out. Um, Theo Hernandez. Mateo Kovacic. These are players that they didn't use often yeah. or they didn't use last year at all. They were out on loan. And this is just cash just coming in. And they're just breaking the bank this year, spending $300 million or whatever it is. So and far. they're still so far. And this is just the beginning of the of the yeah, transfer window. Beginning and it's of July. been months, as Dylan said earlier in the in the opening of the of the show. It's been like the last couple of months. It's, we've just been hearing all these rumors, and it's been mostly Real Madrid just trying to just pick everything up where they where they were back in 2018. Right. You know, and it's they've done everything right. And stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. Because there's more to come. So you had mentioned a couple of the, the departures. Obviously, Mateo Kovacic was uh, signed by Chelsea for 45 million euros. Theo Hernandez for AC Milan for 20 million euros. Lorente, who we'll actually touch on in a little bit, sold to Atletico Madrid for 30 million euros. And James Rodriguez. And James yeah, Rodriguez a lot of question marks. We, yeah, there's, yeah, now things... I think the deal is still gonna is still gonna happen, but it just it's starting to like die out a little bit. But there's still like no other connections. There's no other rumors of him mm-hmm. going elsewhere. There's no rumors of everything like breaking off. It's just a long process apparently of just pulling the trigger and just finalizing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, as of right now, it's pretty much a done deal. Still, it has been, but nothing has yeah. been finalized. Finalized. I just feel like every week that we go and it hasn't been announced it's just more and more doubt that creeps into my mind i i still think that it's going to happen yeah whatever there's that slight chance that it something could fall through you just Mm -hmm. you never know especially with deals like this with loans with options to buy you know it anything could happen really yeah it's a long it could be a long process at times for unknown reasons um, a player oh, that I anything. can think of is is Jelson Martinez from last year, from last year when he left Sporting to Atletico. He signed like three. The reports came out that said that he agreed with the team to join Atletico from Sporting, and it was like four weeks after it was actually finalized. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. these things just take a long time. Look at the the Delict situation with Juventus now. It's like things seem like they're dying off, but then it's coming back on. And right. it's, it, it, I don't know. There's there's Whether a lot the that goes into club. it, but uh, me personally, I think he's he's going he, he's going to Napoli. Yeah, I mean anything could happen at the end of the day because I mean, you look at last year with um, Malcolm. Oh, that's a yeah. great and, point. And all and all the shit last that happened. Minute. Yeah, all the last minute stuff. Um, was it uh, Roma and Barcelona? Obviously, he yes. ended up yeah. with Barcelona, but yeah. yeah. 
you know, no one really had any idea what was going on, including obviously the the Roma yeah. uh, manager. They thought that they had well. agreed a contract, but yeah, Jim Pilato wasn't happy about that. He thought nope. about pressing, I don't know, like charges. He was going to sue Barcelona. Yeah, yeah, sue Barcelona, whatever it was. But that ended up going south. Didn't work out in his favor, but yeah, just some examples of mm. how the transfer market is a free for all, and really anything can happen. Yeah, ultimately, I agree with you guys. I think Rodriguez will end up in Napoli, even though it's not 100% official yet. But we'll see. You know, obviously anything can happen. But uh, we'll move on from Real Madrid and uh, to the other side. Yeah, we might as well go to the other side, (laughs) Atletico Madrid. Right? You guys want to want to do them? That's cool. All right. So the uh, the big move in uh, for Atletico so far has been the young Portuguese superstar Juan Felix. Mm -hmm. Atletico Madrid bought Juan Felix from Benfica for 126 million euros. Yep. So he's at the top of my list right now for the for the players that they've acquired. They've acquired quite a few, but do you guys want to hit on him first before we touch on some of the other ones? Yeah, yeah. before we take a dive. You know more about him than I do. I know that he was linked with Juventus for a very long time because they wanted him to play with Ronaldo, but nah, didn't didn't necessarily work out that yeah, way. I think so Juventus what? saw the price tag that Benfica wanted, and they were just like, eh. Maybe for forty million less or fifty million less, they would try to work something out or negotiate. Right. You know, one hundred and twenty-six million for an eighteen-year-old, nineteen-year-old kid. It's a huge investment. It's a huge risk. Um, you know, he's got uh, me personally as a Portuguese fan. I, even though Benfica is not my team, I hope that he does well, and I'm happy that he did do well under Benfica because it's just, you know another potential superstar for the national team. I think this is a great move for him to go into Atletico because they're just going under a a complete transformation at the club. From top to bottom, they're getting rid of old players, trimming the fat off the the wages. Griezmann is gone. He's not finalized. He's on his way to Barcelona, apparently. Um, We don't know. We don't know. But he is out of the club because João Felix is going to be wearing the number seven that Griezmann was wearing. So he is. Yeah. It's He's pretty clear that, that he is out. So with that being said, um, there's just so much responsibility. There's so many expectations for just a young kid. He he will be starting next year. Uh, Diego Costa might be on his way out. He might stay. It's not. It's not finalized or anything. Alvaro Morata, they don't know if he's going to officially stay. He's still on loan he's gonna with go the club. To they don't. They don't know. So as of right now, Felix is the guy. He is the guy, and there is so, so many expectations for him, especially uh, Atletico having just the history of having great strikers since they were relegated back in 2000 until now. I mean, we're talking about players like Torres to Forlan to to um, Aguero. Aguero, back to uh, uh, Diego Costa, Falcao, Griezmann, and now Juan Felix. This is a big question mark. All these other previous players have made a name for themselves at this club. They took the club to a different level, winning Europa Leagues, making Champions League finals, winning La Liga against Real Madrid with a Messi, uh, uh, Real Madrid with Ronaldo, Barcelona yeah. with Messi. <laughs> I knew what you, you mean. know. So many so many great teams, so many great players on those teams, and they were able to top them. 
And for years and years, Atletico had practically the best defense in the world, but definitely definitely the most consistent throughout seven years or eight years or whatever it is. You know, so, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of expectations. It's going to be a new team. They're going to make a huge transformation from being just a strong, somewhat parking the bus defensive powerhouse where they relied on the counterattack a lot. I think they're going to make a transformation being a more balanced team, a possession team, maybe a little bit more defensive because that's what Diego Simeone that's what prefers, they specialize but in not that. as defensive as before. I think he has to I think he has to elaborate and change his game a little bit and assimilate to the more modern way of football today. Yeah. Personally, I'm very interested in seeing the future of this signing. They are so good at finding talent and developing talent at the striker position. So for them to go out and spend this kind of money on a young striker, um, it says re- a lot. I, yeah, it says a lot. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what happened. I think that his, uh, his future is pretty promising. They're willing to take the gamble. That's definitely mm-hmm. what that says. They see more of the upside to his style of play than the downside you know, and he's still very young. I guarantee you he's not going to be perfect. He's going to make mistakes. Uh, but I'm also excited about this signing, too. I did, in fact, watch some of his highlight reels, and I was incredibly impressed by what I saw. The guy scored over 20 goals and had, what, 10 assists? Yeah, I think it was 9 assists. 9 assists. Just under 10, yeah. In um in the Portuguese league, which is nothing to sniff at. That's re- Those are really good numbers. The kid's 19 years old. Mm-hmm. So he's. I, I feel like he's going to be in the right spot. I feel like Atletico is the right place for him to go. Um, I feel like if he were to go to a place like Real Madrid or Barcelona, he just, one, he might not get that guaranteed playing time that he, he wants, and two, there might be too many egos at those clubs, those like really big clubs where I don't know. I feel like he would he would get crushed, hmm. maybe mentally, and he wouldn't be able to flourish. So this is definitely the right step in his career. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, a lot of the a lot of young Portuguese players have you know that left Portugal too soon, and they turned into busts. Right. You know, going to these big clubs and not getting this opportunity, not getting their opportunities to play. Players like Andre Gomes when he went to Barcelona, Manuel Fernandes That's when he left Benfica. That's a perfect example. Yeah, um, Simão when he first left to to Barcelona, he came back to Portugal. He signed with Benfica, had a great career. Then he went to Atlético Madrid, had a great career there as well. You know, Andre Silva he left too early as well. Nineteen years old, he went to AC Milan. Quaresma, Renat Sanchez, famously, right. you know, have never found their groups. But and all those players, they just never had the opportunity to to play, to really build experience on the field, build confidence on the field. You know, all that all that helps a young player when you're able to play in such a big club because there's just so much so much expectations, there's so much responsibility, and you're in a great stage. Playing in in stadiums like the the San Siro, the Allianz, the the Bernabeu, the Camp No, there's so much pressure. Like you know, just like you said, I think this is a perfect spot for him because he will have this opportunity to yeah. play, and it's a big club with a great fan base in a great league under a great coach. New stadium, new stadium, you know, and it's 
it's in the process of a project right now, and he can be the future, and he can bring this team back, back on top. Yeah, this is um, this is definitely a, a rebuilding phase for Atletico Madrid, especially with the departure of of Griezmann. I wouldn't say it's a complete overhaul, but this is probably you know the beginning of their of their re- rebuilding phase, and um, their moves this offseason so far in the transfer window have shown that. I mean, you look at some of the other players that they've acquired. Uh, Philippe uh, from Porto for 20, a little over 20 million euros. Lorente from Real Madrid. Versaico, he's returning from loan from Inter. Um, Hector Herrera. They just brought him in this week on a free, yep. which is a great solid player to have in your rotation or even yeah. start. He's an engine, box-to-box player, all-around uh, player. Not the best but you know what? He's he's definitely good for a club like Atletico, just to add more depth to that position. Um, I love the signing of Philippe, and I'm pretty I'm pretty depressed about him leaving because he had a phenomenal year at Porto, and even in the Champions League, no center back had more uh, clearances in the Champions League than Philippe, and he had 45, and his team was knocked out in the quarterfinals. So you're thinking about all the other great center backs that were still in, you know, Vertonghen and Alderweireld and Van Dijk. Um, you know, it goes on and on. Center backs that were still going on, they still didn't match that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he had a great campaign in Europe and domestically. And, you know, he's no Goudin, but I think it's pretty, pretty solid replacement for him. And to work alongside Jimenez, who's also great, um, you know... They're going through an. It's not a complete overhaul, as you said, Dylan. It's a bit of a transformation, but they still have a quality team. Mm-hmm. They still have a quality team, despite losing Rodri, that just went out to to um, to Manchester City. Yep. You know they're they're still there. Despite, yeah. Speaking yeah. of speaking of departures, Be, like yeah. who else? Um, we said Godin. We said Rodri. Godin on a free transfer to Inter. Rodri, Lucas Hernandez to Bayern for eighty million euros. Juan Fran. Felipe Luiz, uh, Jelson Martins, who didn't play a huge role over at Atletico, um, but you know he's on his way out. He's over to Monaco for a little under thirty million. Yeah, he went on loan in January. Had a great second half at Monaco, um, and Monaco really they liked, liked him, him so a much. lot. And, and they were like, you know what, we're going to keep this guy. And he played a huge part in them not getting relegated this year. And you know, and uh, you know, look, think about like all all this money. Despite spending 126 million on on Juan Felix, just think about all the cash that they just brought in. And it's like going under the radar. People aren't really talking about this. They're talking about only the money that they're spending. You know, they're getting 120, 120 million for for Griezmann. They brought in 29 million for Jelson, 80 million um, for Lucas Hernandez, Rodri. 70 million pounds and then they're also getting rid of all the wages from their older players Juan Fran, Goudin, Felipe Luis. This is this is 300 million uh, million euros coming in in revenue and you're also saving wages on the players that you let go. Yeah. So they're they're emptying the bank and you know what I will not be surprised if this team goes out and tries to get a superstar before the transfer window's open. Not sure who it will be. Some reports say it's Dybala, but nothing is just speculation. But Juventus say that... Simeone is a fan, I know that. Yeah, he's a huge fan of his. Mm -hmm. But Juventus are just, you know, they put the lock on him. They don't want him to leave. So 
who can it be? I and I I think I think it's going to happen. I think it will happen. We'll see. How do you feel about? I, I don't think I honestly don't think that it's going to happen. But yeah. um, the Dybala move. I don't think I don't that think, the, think it's going to happen either. I think that there's too many plans that Sadri has for Dybala, but that's just mm-hmm. me. It could be some. I mean, it could be someone else. We don't know. Or maybe they'll just leave all that revenue in the plus column and yeah. uh, well, there's call a lot it a of time day. left. There's a lot of time left, and and there have been quite a few moves thus far this summer. Maybe they go for Koulibaly. So it's been pretty active. No. What? What? <laughs> I mean, leaving. it's it's not out of He's the. He's not leaving Napoli. It's. it's I know what you're I trying to do. I'm trying to wild Who knows? wild up Phil, man. You're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna get him all upset. Yeah, sorry, Phil. But I mean, it. Who knows? The transfer market's crazy. Needless to say, it'll be an interesting season uh, next year for Atletico Madrid. Um, last team on the list, fellas, Barcelona. I've never heard of this team. Where do you guys want to start? Or any of these Frankie players. Frankie de Jong. I don't know him. Frankie de Jong. I do know him. Ajax superstar. Uh, man, this I, I, I love this move for Barcelona. I think this is... I hate this move for Barcelona. Well, yeah. I mean, I hate Barcelona too, but I, I think this is great for them. Um, knowing that... Their midfield core are aging. They're not as physical as they once were. Vidal, yeah. you know, beyond his years, still that physical presence, but still not not as productive as he used to be. Same thing with Busquets, though. Busquets is the same thing. He's still great. I think he's yeah. still very good, but he's starting to slow down just a little bit. He's probably the most productive out of the, the players in that midfield, yeah, who I, I think I, I know the next guy who you're going to mention. And you have Rakitic. Yep. It's <laughs> um, also going down in um, in form just a little bit. They're all they're all in their plus thirties now, and um, they need someone young. They need someone physical. They need a more complete midfielder, just like Sergio Busquets. And I think the young can fill those shoes because he's a complete oh, yeah. player. He can win the ball in the air. He can make tackles. He can start the tempo. He can rotate on center back if you need to, depending on how you want to run uh, run your uh, your team. He can cross the ball in. He can take corners. He can pass the ball to anyone on the pitch. Doesn't matter the distance. He can be regista. He can be box to box. This is a player that they need. This is a player that they lacked. And in the long run, you know, with all the young players that Barcelona have. Yeah. They're going to be great again in the midfield. That that price is actually, I feel like, that's probably the best deal out of all the deals that we've seen here um, from the other teams that we've talked about. The 85 million euros or dollars, however dollars. you want it. Dollars. That's nothing. That's going to be nothing for this kid. Yeah. The, He's at, 19. At the rate that the the values of these players are going, yeah, I think it's I think it's a good price. I think it's a great price, especially given Jean Felix leaving for 120 million. Yeah, and I think De Jong is more proven than than Jean Felix is. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Jean Felix could have a much higher ceiling, but as of right now, sure, yeah, sure. I would, yeah, as of right now, I would definitely, definitely say Frankie De Jong is uh, is more proven talent. Yeah, I mean, just his performance and and the Eredivisie and uh, the, Champions the Champions League, League. geez. You know, his performance was incredible. Yep. Led that IX team all the way to the semifinals where they were just seconds away from getting to the final. And he played a huge part in it. So, you know, hats off to Barcelona. It's a great deal, great price. And, you know, another 10 years, 12 years of a great player that they're going to have. Who else did they get? Uh, they also got Neto from Valencia, Emerson from Atletico, 
Question marks over Griezmann. Question right? marks over Griezmann, correct. Um, Boateng, they might be. Uh, they also might be considering signing Boateng just to kind of have him out on the roster. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm missing one. No, that's it. That's, that's it. pretty much it. Uh, Ricky Puig is coming up from Barcelona yeah, B. B. Oh, yeah. Young, young players, like 18 or 19 years old. Yeah. Promising. He's going to be a rotational mm-hmm. player. Yeah. He, I don't even know if he'll even play this year or get a lot of playing time, but um, he's definitely going to be called up to the to the main squad. Um, so I do have a question for you guys, though, not to cut you off. We had mentioned Griezmann. Even though it's not completely finalized yet, everything looks like it's headed in that, that direction. How do you guys feel about the move? Um, mainly mainly in, in terms of when you look at their other offensive players because they still have Suarez, Messi, Dembele, Coutinho, Malcolm, um, and then to add Griezmann into the mix. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Will they be able to do it? Will they have to offload Coutinho? I mean, I, I think Coutinho is going to be offloaded. If it were to be, I was going to say they're going to need to sell someone to make a spot for Griezmann, and I feel like out of all those players that you listed, it would be Coutinho. Which not is only that, but the, there's also bizarre. talks of Neymar even wanting to come back. Yeah, and there's, I, there's that too. I don't know how that's going to happen. I don't know how that's all going to play out. Um, I've heard transfer rumors for Dembele possibly leaving. If they can get a good price for him. Barcelona will consider making negotiations with whoever to send him off, bring in some revenue. Coutinho, same thing. There were rumors of a swap with him, cash for, for Neymar. Neymar. Um, you know, I, if if Neymar comes back, I think Coutinho is definitely gone, oh, and yeah. I think he's definitely part Absolutely. of the deal because PSG are going to want someone. Yep. Someone that's pretty good, and, and Coutinho is pretty good. I know they don't want to get. I know they don't want Neymar to leave, but but Neymar he wants, wants to leave. Out. He wants. Yeah. He wants out. He doesn't want to be in Paris anymore. But going back to Griezmann, or even just this whole situation in general, if they want Neymar back and they also want to get Griezmann, that means that they're going to need to sell at least two players to bring those players, and that just does, otherwise it doesn't make sense, right? Coutinho and Dembélé and. Do you want to know what kind of garbage Barcelona is pulling right now? I, I know I mentioned it to you, Dylan, but I, I think that you might have been too busy cooking cooking our meal in order for you know to pay attention to me and mm. saying all this. But apparently, Atletico is super mad at Barcelona, and they released a statement earlier oh, yes, this week yes. about how Barcelona is really trying to uh, to undermine this whole Griezmann situation and pay way, way less than what he was valued at for his release clause. Because apparently on July 1st, there was something in his contract that said that beyond July 1st, his transfer value would go from $200 million in his release clause to $120 million. Mm-hmm. And um, they're really pissed at Barcelona for playing you know, the long game and waiting it out instead of just signing him for what they had originally written down in his contract. So they released public statements. You can all read this online. It's actually smart business. a little bit... It's smart business by Barcelona. I can understand it's dirty. why. It's a dirty game. It's a dirty, dirty game. But business in general is dirty. So credit to Barcelona for fin- like finagling this. Finding the loophole. But so, also so I simultaneously hate them for doing <laughs> this. Because, like, it, dude, they're missing out on 80 million euros. Like, 80 million? That's a lot of money. 
Right. Especially for, you know, Atletico, who's trying to, like we had said before, trying to kind of rebuild things and, and rejuvenate their entire squad. Maybe they shouldn't so. spend 120 on a teenager. <sighs> yeah, maybe. But I can understand why they would want they would want if the Schwan full Felix, value. They can't not know out. that this that that was possible. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that was, it was a little bit naive on Atletico's part. Yeah, they must have known. They you know they must be just pissed about it. But I mean, I would be too. But it's business. You're trying to get the best deal, the best price possible. That's how it works. But I don't know. There could be more details behind it that I don't know about or we I don't know about. I smell a lawsuit happening. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Anyway, departures. Oh, where do you want to start? Yeah, I want to just touch up when Netu came. The deal with Netu, it was practically a sw- wasn't a swap. Not Barcelona, a direct swap, but I see what you mean. Barcelona bought Valencia's goalkeeper. Valencia bought Barcelona's backup goalkeeper, and Barcelona's backup goalkeeper is Cleason, uh, Jasper Cleason. And I don't know what the hell Valencia was ta- was doing. Uh, $40 million for Jasper Cleason, who was a backup, and they sold their own starting goalkeeper, who I think is better than Cleason, Neto, to Barcelona for only $30 million. I told you my theory with this. I have no idea what that was all about. I feel... I, it, it's, it's beyond me. $40 million for a backup, uh, backup uh, goalkeeper? I maybe they see some potential, but I feel like I feel like this is just trying to strengthen the relationship between Valencia and Barcelona. So that way maybe down the line Valencia will get some future picks from Barcelona's youth team, something like that. It's it's all about fostering good business relationships with these teams. That's a, that's the way I look at oh, it. Yeah. At least. Ask Atletico yeah. how their relationship oh, well, he, is with them. Yeah, but Valencia is not Atletico. They definitely could have gotten a better deal out of this whole thing. They spent too much. They definitely spent too much Valencia on Cleason, and much. I don't know if they got enough for Neto. Mm-hmm. I think Neto is probably a, the third best goalkeeper, uh, fourth best goalkeeper in, La in Serie A. I, I mean in uh, La, Liga, La Liga, I'm sorry. He was good in Serie A too, though. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know the whole story behind it, but it, that just doesn't sound right to me. Maybe. Barcelona came knocking, and you really can't say no to an opportunity like that. I mean, even if you are a backup goalkeeper, am I right? So, I, I don't know. They Maybe Valencia just saw an opportunity, and then they were like, oh, well, um, what do you value Cleason at? And Barcelona gave them a price, and they paid it. I don't know. That, that could very well have been the situation. I can't tell you, but uh, that seems what it, that's how it seems to me at least. Yeah, another name on the departures list that kind of caught my eye, and I'm actually kind of pleased that this um, this transfer went down, was Andre Gomes leaving for Everton. I was pleased with this because I'm a fan of Andre Gomes. I want him to do well. I want any Portuguese, you know, young Portuguese player to do well. And he just was not getting enough playing time in Barcelona. I never liked the move to Barcelona from the very, very beginning. Um, I knew that he wasn't gonna gonna get enough playing time there. I prefer when young players go to like a, a mid-sized club or somewhere where they can develop their game first before going to one of those major clubs like Real Madrid, Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and he is obviously, of course, getting a little older. He's I, what I think twenty four, 
yeah, 24, 25. That's still not uh, old. Still right, that's still, that's still pretty young. But I, I'm glad that he can go move over to Everton and really develop his game for a couple of years. And then who knows, maybe make a, uh, you know, come back to a Barcelona, come back to a big team like Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid. Yeah. You know, any of the big, big clubs in Europe. But I, again, I'm pleased that he's going back to Everton because um, I think that, that that's a great opportunity for him to grow his game. Yeah, yeah I'm happy too. Um, I loved the, the the loan move last summer initially because um, I felt like he was going to play still in a great team in a decent club like Everton and get enough playing time, and he had a great season. Everton were really, really happy to have him on their squad. So, you know, he's uh, he was a great addition and Everton got him for the right price. And I think if he just stays in England for another year or two, and like you said, I really believe that he's that he can make it back into a big club. Maybe a team like Manchester United that need help, very big club, or maybe even back in uh, in La Liga. Yeah, yeah, he just needs to, you guys already hit upon it, he just needs to regain that form, which he has more than enough time to do. Young player, still has a lot of quality left. So a lot we'll of potential too. We'll see how uh we'll see how he does at Everton. We'll be monitoring his situation. But um anybody anybody else in the departure list? Who else uh, you guys Paco got? Paco Alcacer. Gonna touch up real quick on him. I love this move for Dortmund. Uh yeah, he was on their team and he did super well. Did super, super well. I think he had about was it seventeen goals in twenty seven games in all competitions. Um, the deal was finalized back in I think it was somewhere in the second half of the season. I don't know if it was in January or Dortmund saw the opportunity. In Dortmund saw the opportunity. This guy was great, contributed to them, and that was a position where they really lacked last year after they sold Obama Yang. Right, and they needed help so yeah. much as um, Batsuashi or whatever that guy is. Batsuyahi. Yeah, he wasn't working out for them, and Batsuyahi? yeah, and. <laughs> Paco Alcacer this year was great. Contributed well to their attack. Had a great campaign in the in the Bundesliga, and you know I think uh, I think they got the right price for him twenty four million dollars just for this this guy that put in great work for them. You know it's a steal for them. All right, boys. Before we finish up here, I got one quick question, and. Um I'd like to do the, a similar question at the very, very end of the transfer window, right before the season starts. But just for La Liga specifically, and, and obviously we've only talked about these three teams, so far during this offseason, who has kind of won the transfer window? You know, who has done the best job out of these three teams um, in terms of signings and, and deals and stuff like that during this, tra- during this transfer period? You want to go first, Rui? Oh, okay. I'll go you first. got it. Um, it's hard not to say Real Madrid just because of the way that they methodically went out. Yeah, sure, they spent a shit ton of money, but they methodically thought out, hey, which positions are we going to be weak in? Which positions do we have aging players that are going to be leaving soon? They really thoroughly thought this out, and they pounced on some very hot talents. Um, so for me, Real Madrid gets an A in the transfer market grade. Yeah, I, I agree. It's hard not to say Real Madrid. It seems like this has been a project, and this is something that they've been thinking about for years. 
maybe a couple of years or so from now, even when they were winning the Champions League, they knew that they still had to invest in the future. So they got rid of Ronaldo. They got some cash for him. And they had an off year. They still they still made it for the Champions League. They finished top three in, in La Liga. So, you know, and all that, like bringing all these big-name superstars in, all the years prior, they were able to not really spend any money at all, any big-name transfers. And even this year, they're shipping off players and bringing in revenue despite spending a lot. So I think it's it's a huge win for, for Real Madrid. Um, I don't want to take anything away from Atletico in the or circumstances Barca. in the circumstances that Atletico are in right now. I think they're doing everything right. They're being fiscally responsible. Um, you know, they're making tough decisions on letting big players go. In particular, their defense, which is what they were known for over the years. Um, but you know, they still have talent there. They have young players, and they're making all the right moves to bring in revenue and players and for the for the long run. Yeah, as much as I, you guys know how much I don't like agreeing with you, but <laughs> yeah. um, I think in this situation, I, I do have to agree with you guys. I would give the win to Real Madrid as of yep. right now, up Your to this point. Is. They've just done an excellent job. You know, I don't want to touch on it too long because both of you guys already kind of gave your explanation, but it, just look at it. It's like we had talked talked about before. They've tried to improve and they've filled slots for every level of the field minus goalkeeper and they're specifically targeting players to replace the players that are their veteran players that are going to be leaving within the next couple of years so it just seems like they're they're doing a perfect job of of rebuilding and then on top of all that they're finding great signings too so it's not like they're just picking up anyone off the street mm-hmm. to try and replace their their squad hazard proven talent Jovic, very, very promising young talent. Same with Militown, Rodrigo. Mendy, who's a little bit older than the other two. Yep. But great deals for all of them. Great young talent, and all of them got a, uh, got a great future ahead of them. So I think that's it, though, boys. I think that's all the time we've got for today. Already. Yep. Any, uh, any final words before we head out? Thank you, Rui, for your delicious cooking. Thanks, thanks man. I was surprised. You surprised me. That man, I mean that, that's not an insult it's in a any way. Portuguese and uh, Italian dinner mm. we had today. Yeah, right. A little mix, a little mix of everything. The I best wanna, of both worlds. I want to reiterate something that you said before, and this is going to be my final word. Even if Neymar goes back to Barcelona, he'll still never win the Ballon d'Or. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yes, yes. I completely that's forgot the about final that. word. Excellent prediction. He'll, he will never win. No, I completely agree. He will never win that damn thing. And most deservedly so. Mic drop. The end. I will go to